Fans of our on-demand show, we now have a brand new daily podcast. We're calling it Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. Yeah, it's where we just talk about something else that didn't fit into the show. And sometimes we use naughty language. Yes! Not often, though, because it's naughty. Finally! Find it right now via the iHeart app. Just search for Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. My chance to work blue. Today, I'm going to restart my New Year's resolution to not eat crap. I think I've restarted it, geez, we're what, 25 days into the New Year. I think I've restarted it 15 times, at least. I saw weight this morning on the scale I have not seen in many moons. Really? Oy. Like how long? Are we talking years or months? Years. Well, at least a year. Maybe, remember, maybe a couple. Remember, I weighed myself every day last year. I had the highest weight on the last day of the year, <laughs> which I don't think was my point <laughs> in the beginning. Right. I hope I right. don't do that again this year. Coming up in moments, among things Mark Zuckerberg's done that you haven't, killing a goat with a laser. Stay with us. What? <laughs> I almost didn't get through that. <laughs> kind of proud of myself for not cracking up. Mid- it's true, by the way. But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I'm fighting for the middle class. I'm fighting for Medicare for all. I'm like if Monday Night Raw was hosted by NPR's Terry Gross. Sweet Street so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. Uh, I think humiliating for BuzzFeed, but it really is a kind of a black eye for every organization. He is 10 for 10 from three-point range. But there's mostly just, yeah, 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 we're not going to do what you want to do. Thank you, Zach Black, and for all the Zachs across the country who stopped. We're five-plus weeks into the anxiety and stress of this government lapse and your non-pay. You, as members of the armed forces, should not be expected to shoulder this burden. Do you think if you weren't wearing that hat, this might not have happened, or it might have been different? Well, I woke up strong this morning and with a really positive attitude. And White, Horse, uh, White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review Journal. I forgot to, that reminded me. Savannah Guthrie asking uh, the young high schooler about his MAGA hat. Right. There was an opinion piece in the Washington Post yesterday by Robin Given. The MAGA hat is not a statement of policy. It's an inflammatory declaration of identity. The bright red made to make America a great again baseball cap entered the popular culture as Donald Trump's political swag. It is transformed into an open wound, a firestorm of hate, and a marker of societal atavism. That is ridiculous. It may be in some cases. You want more it, syllables? Yes. An aesthetically right benign baseball cap is a 21st century grotesquery. Grotesquery. Yes. 
Has there been in recent memory any other item of clothing so specific in design and color that pits neighbors against each other, causes classroom altercations, sparks both rage and fear, and ultimately alludes to little more than a mirage? Holy crap, I'm reading a lot of garbage these days. A lot of overheated, breathless, uh, you know, opinioneering by people like this. This this lady really likes big words. Uh, maybe you get paid more if you use bigger words. Uh, the hat has become a symbol of us versus them, an exclusion and suspicion of garrulous narcissism, of white male privilege, of yes. violence and hate. Garrulous narcissism. For minorities and the disenfranchised, it sparks a gut-level disgust that brings ancestral ghosts to the fore. Yes, yes, I would argue in most cases because you've been told over and over again, now for a very long time, by your side that it is something to be horrified by. So now you are horrified by it. If I could wave my magic wand and accomplish one thing, it would be to convince Americans, all Americans, on every, at every spot on the political spectrum, don't believe, or maybe I'd, Maybe I'd put it in the form of, the, of a question. Do you find yourself believing? It's the only way you can win on Jeopardy. That's a good point. Put it in the form of a question. Alex, do you find yourself believing the most overheated stuff your side is trying to sell you about the other side? Do you believe the strongest stuff you've heard about the other side? If you do, stop it. Son of a bitch. This is not true. Barack Obama is not going to shred the Constitution and serve a third term. He's not. Donald Trump is not Hitler. He's nothing like Hitler. He's not going to become a dictator. There has not been a resurgence in, you know, white supremacism. Some yahoos are sticking their heads up and mostly getting laughed out of the, the, the country. But that super overheated rhetoric gets you to the polls, and more importantly, it gets you to donate. Stop believing all that crap. I'm not a fan of Hitler. Right. Who is? Speaking of Hitler, which comes up a lot for some reason. Nazi Germany. And people ignore communism. It's weird. We have this fixation. Is it purely that we were allied with the Soviets during World War II? And so we didn't have years of, of, of serious anti Soviet propaganda that seeped into the popular consciousness. You'd think the Cold War would have made up for it, but communists made made the the Nazis look like punks when it came to causing human death. I think Jewish and suffering. I think Jewish people have done a better job of getting the word out about the horrors that happened to them than a lot of other people have the horrors that happened to them. That's a good point. I think that that's a good point. Might have a lot to and, do with and it. not inappropriately. It's just a shame all the other. Russians and and Cossacks and and uh, people in Cambodia and China and you know I could go on and on the victims of all the terrible communist regimes of the 20th century. Um, I wish they had a louder voice. Darn it! I can't find the picture. Did you see so the Hitler paintings that are for sale right now? I got one. Paintings I, of the Chancellor of Germany or no, by him? Some of the paintings that he did um, as a young artist when he was still trying to just become an artist. Right. And somebody had them or discovered that they had them. They've been authenticated, and they're for sale now. Wow. I will tell you this. I, um, fairly early and in my life. I thought it was pretty decent. The, the, the critics are really jumping. I look at the amateur ball. It's, it's better than I could do or anybody I know could do. But. That's funny. That's exactly what I was about to say. Okay. When I was younger, I, I, I saw those paintings, 
and and learned that he was sent away from art school. They said, no, you're a hack. We can't use you. And I looked at the paintings and thought, that's really good. You can't take that talent and help him be a better artist. It would have saved us all a hell of a lot of trouble. I know nothing about art. Well, that's when I realized I know nothing about art. I know That s- looks like a really nice painting of a city street to me. I know nothing about painting and drawing, but I know something about music. Mm-hmm. And I regularly, I, I know that you can be a pretty damn good musician, and there are a thousand other people within a mile of you. Well, right. that might be exaggeration. Right. Within ten miles of you right. that can do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It must be true with painting also. Right. And just because yes. I can't do it, I have right. an inflated sense of its uniqueness. Yeah, well said. On the other hand, the great music academies of our land are crammed full of, of incredibly talented, hardworking people who are brilliant musicians. Um, and and they'll never hold a candle to like a uh, Kurt Cobain, for instance, in terms of reaching people's hearts. Now, I hate pop music, famously. I finally... I need to admit it. I mostly hate pop music. Some I like, but um, why do you have to admit it? You can you can hate anything you want. I don't like to hate anything. I like pop music. Yeah, I usually hate it these days. But anyway, you can hate it. I don't care. But I don't care if anybody else loves it. There we go. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, so uh, yeah, I could see I could see a guy like or what's a better example? Like you know, Bob Dylan is a guitarist sent away from Juilliard. Sure, because he's he's no guitarist. Um, which brings us back to Hitler <laughs> and his skills Here's as a painter. Paintings. Did you see this, Sean? That's one of your Hitler paintings. What do you think of that, Sean? Well, your your mom's actually an artist, so that's a little different. Yeah, you, yeah, you have yeah. a better idea of this than I do. Although, uh, the, what the, does that even mean? Is an artist? It means that it is in my genes and bones that I know <laughs> art when I see it because okay. I come from art. All right, Joe. So, well, set, that's settled. <laughs> yeah, that seems fine. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, that, honestly said. that seems like Bob Ross quality. Style like in that, may you know, there's probably some yeah, degrees. It's solid. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah. If I could paint that, I would think, Holy crap! Well, if I saw I'm... like a high school or a college kid paint that, I would think, Wow, that's a person with serious talent. But you're, you're right about your thing about art, though. There are a lot of successful musicians that could never get into Berkeley School of Music or any of those other places. Mm-hmm. Never, sure, they just don't have the, the wide variety of technical skills needed. <laughs> And also, you know, Hansen, as opposed to creating music people love. Hanson, you have to label this section of the podcast, A&G Discuss Hitler's Skills as a Painter. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also a bit of a, a chasm between classical talents in a given art form and somebody who can just transcend that and connect with an audience. Uh, right. you, the classic, like Janis Joplin, would have gotten, would have not gotten past the audition stages of American Idol. I always wondered about, but when I was in school and they were telling you how to sing in chorus and stuff like that, and I would think Bruce, right. Bruce, you would hate Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. The leader, <laughs> the leader of the first band I ever played bass guitar in, said to me one day, and it's funny I remember this. He said, "Joe, the two greatest singers." In American pop culture, this was a number of years ago, he said, or the two greatest singers really in popular culture, Mick Jagger and Frank Sinatra. Neither one of them can sing. (laughs) And then we went on to something else. And in a classical sense, he's right. They'd both be thrown out of, you know, uh, Berkeley or Juilliard or whatever on their ears. Um, But I think they did okay. Sure. 
There anyway, go. back to Hitler's painting again. <laughs> so it's a nice, it's a beautiful painting of kind of a, a valley leading to a big snow-capped mountain. Right. With pine trees in the kind of mid-ground. Yeah, it's a landscape. It's the yeah. sort of thing you see somebody selling on a corner in a touristy area. Is really what it is. Um, Chris Christie knows something about the law. Knows something about Donald Trump. He was asking his answer about the Roger Stone arrest today. So we'll have that for you coming up. Oh, excellent. I wondered what he had to say. The big man. He's a pretty honest pundit on this sort of stuff. I've found. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I've lived. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday, I'm in love. Governor turned pundit Chris Christie in a few moments on the. Sto- almost said Oliver Stone arrest. Oliver Stone was not arrested. He <laughs> should be. Sylvester Stallone was not arrested. Sly Stone was not arrested. Roger hey. Stone was. Arrested. Just give me, give me one of these when you're done. <laughs> Have you ever killed a goat with a laser? Mark Zuckerberg has. Stay with us. So, Chris Christie, I, I like. I think he's a great pundit. Um, on ABC, seems to have his uh, have him employed. But he um was asked by George Stephanopoulos about the Stone uh, indictment and arrest and had this to say. When I read this indictment this morning, it once again proved out just how smart and careful Robert Mueller is being. Um, You know, he has Roger Stone, according to this indictment, dead to rights um, on the perjury charges. And and listen, the other thing in here, and Dan mentioned this as well, is this has got to be a very disturbing day for some senior members of the Trump campaign because... For those folks to now be in this indictment, referenced in this indictment, as having given any kind of direction to Roger Stone, um, opens up a whole new avenue um, of inquiry that I'm sure Mueller has already done. Um, And I think one of the things that people always discount is the prosecutor almost always knows more than you do. And when they went and sat with the special counsel, I think the other thing they've all got to be concerned about is whether they're going to be facing charges on false statements to the prosecutors as well, depending on what they told them. And that's a very small circle of people, George. Oh, boy. Uh, Two things. uh, One, Chris Christie's got a book out, and we're going to have him in a couple of weeks. We're going to get to interview. I don't think we've ever talked to Chris Christie before, have we? Not that I recall. Or we could have talked to him five times, and I would have forgotten. Yeah, yeah, maybe during the campaign once. I don't remember. These things don't make that sort of impact on my life like they they might. On to the next show. Um, But we do 200 of them a year. Boy, so what he's saying there is... They had talked to Roger Stone, got the Roger Stone information before they sat down with people that are closer to Trump, and then you get them into saying something that right. doesn't match up, and it's it's more of those post-the-investigation crimes. I was just going to say, because Chris Christie did not lack enthusiasm or admiration there. He was not there as a Trump flack. No. And said absolutely nothing about anybody doing anything wrong other than... Being, and this is prejudicial, but what the hell, uh, lured in by Mueller, who knew more than they did, into saying something Mueller knew to be false. And those are the two poles, those attitudes to me, of the whole thing. And it's 
You know, it's the tug of war that is democracy and freedom and everything else. You got a guy like Alan Dershowitz who's been fighting his whole life thinking that people like Chris Christie go too far. Chris Christie's a prosecutor. Mm -hmm. He's been on that end of it his whole life, getting people, mailing people. Alan Dershowitz feels like prosecutors have too much power and have been going too far forever, and he feels like he's got to fight the good fight against that. Right. Um, Chris Christie's on the other side of it where he believes, hey, you lie to to an official and you should go to jail because you can't lie to us. Mm Mm-hmm. No matter why, whatever yeah. happened, right? Even so if the, you did nothing, those exactly. Those now you done something. Those are the two poles. Yeah, boy, that bothers me. That bothers me as a lover of liberty. I just, I've spent weeks. I've spent many, many dollars employing very smart people to learn everything about you. Now we're going to sit down for two days, and I'm going to ask you everything about everything. And if at the end of it, I decide you've lied. You're going to jail. Uh, that just makes me extremely uncomfortable, and and I'm not I'm not saying that Trump has surrounded himself with good people and nobody did anything wrong because I don't know that I don't have that knowledge. I'm just telling you in principle, as a lover of of liberty and and the Constitution, that makes me very very uncomfortable. Yeah, I just hope that if this ends up if this were to end up being a presidency ending situation, I hope it's a crime that happened before the investigation. And not a, we created a circumstance for the crimes to occur situation. Right, right. And, you know, there there's a temptation to compare this to Watergate, which was a dopey break-in by dopes um, into an office and grabbing some files. Um, and then a massive cover-up and, and lies and, and the rest of it. But thus far, it just seems like lying to the investigator. There are no attorney generals fired in Saturday Night Massacres. Comey was not that. A very tan, smiling Roger Stone has walked out of the courthouse. We're going to hear from him in just a little bit. What do you got coming up, Marshall? All right, Trump weighing in on former advisor Roger Stone's bust as airport backups increase. Possible good news for TSA agents. And Michael Avenatti back in the news. Yeah, so Roger Stone has just walked out of the courthouse, and we'll play that for you uh, when we come back. He's got the confident look. That, oh, uh, he's smiling ear to ear. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's been a great thing. I plan to get up early anyway. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I probably like ugliness and chaos in the media too much because I am thrilled to be bringing you Roger Stone coming out of the courthouse <laughs> to talk to microphones. Now, it just ended. It's a couple minutes long. Um, I want to I, I backed it up. I wanted to say where you're going to hear you're going to hear a little bit of the announcer. The reason I didn't fast forward is there's a particular moment I want Joe to see on the TV. Okay. And then there's there's several minutes of the crowd just going berserko, but we need a little of that sound so you get an idea of what the what the scene is like there outside the courthouse okay. as Roger Stone comes out. But watch this maneuver from Roger Stone as he walks well, out. As he Joe. makes his way down the stairs, he was in federal court this morning. He's free in a $250,000 bond. And now for the first time, we're going to hear from the man uh, himself. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. <laughs> He throws up the twin peace signs of Richard M. Nixon. <laughs> he goes with the Richard Nixon oh. V for victory, kind oh. of wagging his hands like Nixon used to. <laughs> oh, That's my how, God. Oh, my God. He has no shame. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We've talked about his back yeah. tattoo, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the Nixon back tattoo as well. Yeah, he came yeah. to the fore. He was a 20-year-old aide to Nixon. Yeah. But that maneuver... 
He, he's, it would seem to be in serious trouble, like going to prison trouble. Nobody comes out in a polo shirt, tanned, smiling ear to ear. Victory! <laughs> now listen to the crowd go wild as he approaches the microphone. What you yeah. were talking about, Andy, in terms of normally people make no comment. Let's watch. Yeah, I, I wouldn't do the Nixon gesture. That wouldn't. <laughs> no, that was Sorts of people taking selfies, running up to him as he makes his way to the mics. That is a zoo. But he looks happy. He looks happy and confident. Holds up his hands for quiet. Quiet, please. So that's his lawyer, yeah. I think, in the bow tie. Yeah. And I'm yeah. going to fast forward a little bit because this 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 cacophony goes on for quite some time really? before they can quiet people down enough to talk. Wow! And then he uh, then he gets a chance to speak. That's his lawyer speaking. You know that Roger Stone has always spoken for himself. He's never been shy about telling his story. He is innocent. We're going to defend this case, and we're going to win this case. But let me start out by saying that the spectacle this morning was completely unnecessary. Everyone knows where Roger Stone is. He's not in hiding. The spectacle this morning with a SWAT team breaking into his house, searching the house, scaring his wife, scaring his dogs, completely unnecessary. A telephone call would have done the job, and Mr. Stone would have appeared. But let me let Roger speak for himself. There's nothing to hide. He has nothing to hide. And he's spoken before, and he'll speak to you now. Roger? So he opens with... <laughs> wow. <laughs> the only thing worse than not be, being talked about is not being talked about. Wow. Wow. That's his opening line. On you would think the most difficult day of his life in terms of uh, legality. Maybe not. You got the best lawyer in the world and you told a couple of untruths to old Bob Mueller. Who knows? I don't know what how serious that is. I don't know. I don't know. Do you want more of this? Yeah. Okay. Heck yeah. Here oh, we yeah. go. Inquisition. The charges today relate in no way to Russian collusion, collaboration, or any other illegal act in connection with the 2016 campaign. I am falsely accused of making false statements during my testimony to the House Intelligence Committee. That is incorrect. Any any error I made in my testimony would be both immaterial and without... Now they are chanting, lock him up. We did have one texter who said that's a parody of lock her up. What? So that's what's going on there. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I find it disturbing. 
that the special counsel's office released a press release prior to informing my attorneys that I would be charged today. Now, this morning, uh, at the crack of dawn, 29 FBI agents arrived at my home with 17 vehicles with their lights flashing uh, when they could simply have contacted my attorneys and I would have been more than willing to surrender voluntarily. Uh, they terrorized my wife, my dogs. Uh, I was uh, taken to the FBI facility, uh, although I must say the FBI agents were extraordinarily courteous. Uh, I will plead not guilty to these charges. I will defeat them in court. I believe this is a politically motivated investigation. Uh, I am troubled by the political motivations of the prosecutors. Uh, and as I have said previously, there is no circumstance whatsoever under which I will bear false witness against the president, nor will I make up mm. lies to ease the pressure on myself. Okay. I look forward to being fully and completely vindicated. All right. Okay. You're welcome. So he got the statement out there, some will say, to the president yeah. that I will not testify against him and I will not uh, I will not lie. Yeah. And uh, then he does a little Q&A. That's amazing. Um, so I've heard different Coming people. up, Mark Zuckerberg killed a goat with a laser. So you Dad. say. Uh, I've heard various cable news people, former FBI this and that, and lawyers and everything like that, talking about the raids. Some people saying, it's outrageous. White-collar criminals, that's not the way they do it. You call them up and you show up in court, you turn yourself in, or other people say, no, these are, this is the way, the routine. Do you know which it is? No. It seems pretty crazy to show up with a bunch of people with guns and bulletproof vests for a crime like you this. You know, the only, I know if they're concerned that there's evidence in your home that you would have time to conceal and they don't want you to, um, then then they'll do the raid thing. Although, then why don't Roger they Stone is known as, he's been in the crosshairs for many months. Man, I really ought to shred those documents right. today, yeah, but it's very nice good day. Point. I think I'll play golf and shred them tomorrow. <laughs> right, yeah. It's not like it came out of nowhere for right. him or for Manafort. Right. Let's get a little news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, Anything just, we need to know? I was just going to add to this. President Trump responding to the indictment against Stoney tweeted today that the ongoing Russia investigation is the, quote, greatest witch hunt in the history of our country. No collusion. Border coyotes, drug dealers, and human traffickers are treated better who alerted CNN to be there? Question. That's mark. a good question. Yeah. Weren't the actual witch hunts in this country? They were pretty good witch hunts. Yeah. I feel like that they, they got the belt right now. <laughs> it's arguably the biggest witch hunt ever, Sean. Settle down. I, I can't believe Roger Stone came out and did the Nixon yes. peace sign thing. And did it so That's well. Cr- Leaned back and you, shook yeah. his fingers. That's yeah. crazy. All That's right. astounding. <laughs> Well, I want a morning. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show. Wow, what a morning. That's your news. <laughs> the conscience of the nation. Our that, CNN cameras were whoa. there exclusively. That reminded me FBI. of Jacko climbing up on top of the Suburban at the child molestation trial. We love yep. you, Jacko. Right. That's Chanting, something. lock him up, lock him up. <laughs> and it's just shouting in the chaos. And the, oh, he's boy. smiling, pretending it's not happening. And he doesn't, he doesn't, what a zoo. doesn't look like a guy who's bothered by this. Of course, you know, he's been in more battles than I've ever been. I'd be wetting my pants. Right. 
How do we handle this? What do I say? What do I say? What do I say? He's out there giving that the, 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 the Nixon salute. <laughs> I am not a crook. Yes, exactly. Um, this reminds me a lot of the, the scene from The Usual Suspects when Detective Dave Kuyan's talking about how he learned to spot a murderer first day on the job. You, you arrest three guys for the same killing. You put them all in jail overnight. The next morning, whoever's sleeping, that's your man. You see, if you're guilty, you know you're caught. You get some rest. So I, I don't know if this wow. is a Rorschach test. I see this. I see a guy who's like, hey, no, I'm, I'm comfortable in this situation. I fought these battles before. I know what to do. You, a man with a clean conscience, would be worried. I would be. You'd be completely freaked out. Yeah. yeah. Um, if there's any more to this, we'll bring it to you. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, I intend to tell the truth. I have told the truth through this entire proceeding, uh, and I will prove that in a court of law. How strong is your allegiance I am one of his oldest friends. I am a, uh, a fervent supporter of the president. I think he is doing a great job of making America great again. <laughs> There you go. He's got the branding down. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's Roger Stone uh, coming out of the courthouse. He was arrested this morning by a whole bunch of FBI agents, and that's its own story, and um, indicted, and that's its own story. And then he comes out and gives the, the Nixon peace sign. Right. Comes out, does a little thing, <laughs> smiling. His lawyer standing behind him, smiling and laughing like they uh, the, like the, it's the happiest day of their lives. He finishes his questions here. He walks back up the steps, turns around, gives the Nixon peace sign again. The Trump supporters in the crowd start chanting USA, USA, and then he walks off into a, a black SUV and takes off. The opponents chanting lock him up, lock him up. Right. Beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. There you go. Wow. Oh, wow. and now we got some breaking news, and I know what some people are going to say about this. Uh, this is just out. CBS News confirms that President Trump is expected to back a plan to reopen the government, and he will make the uh, announcement from the White House Rose Garden this afternoon. So there's some plan out there that he is uh, in favor of. I think it was probably the three-week plan. We'll reopen the government for three weeks, write everybody their checks, spend that time negotiating the whole payment for a border uh, barrier thing. And people are going to say that he's doing this to bump the stone arrest off of the top oh, story. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Yeah, okay. All right. Except that could be said of like every day that's of the, the problem. administration. With the current news cycle, right. anything the president does that's a positive, you could say that's just to cover up. The New York Times article that says the F. I mean, there's always so John Kelly's leaving, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, who's annoying in his own right, described being cer- well. He was uh, talking about uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who's the Antichrist. Very few people understand that. In addition to <laughs> read running, your Bible, in addition to running Facebook, he is the personification of Satan on Earth. Anyway, but that's <laughs> that's trivia. Um, so Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey. Is being interviewed on a bunch of different stuff by, uh, I think it was a t- Rolling Stone, I guess. And he was asked about Mark Zuckerberg and how well he knows him. And he was asked about his most memorable encounter with the Zuckerman. He tells Rolling Stone, well, there was a year when he was only eating what he was killing. He made goat for me for dinner. I remember that. He killed the goat. He kills it with a laser gun and then a knife. A laser gun? 
He yeah. does, you sure he doesn't mean a, a taser gun? It says like, laser. Because stunning an animal before you kill it with a knife is the common, commonly believed uh, most uh, friendly way to do it. And a his, stun gun. I think he means a stun gun, not a laser gun. Maybe, but I could be is wrong. Is Zuckerberg a practicing Jew? So he was worried about the whole kosher thing as well? But it says laser. Might be. That seems bizarre. Dorsey said Zuckerberg told him they were only having goat and salad for dinner. But when the goat came out of the oven, it was cold. How did <laughs> Serving he, me cold goat. How did he kill uh, the lettuce? Doesn't say. Decapitated the head. Does not say. I don't know if we went to, if it went back in the oven. I just ate my salad. There you go. Uh, He went to Myanmar, alleged genocide of the Rohingya people, uh, ooching around with their government, even though they're uh, guilty of genocide, even as he suppresses uh, um, conservatives on Twitter. It seems like it may have been some sort of elaborate stun gun thing, Mm. like you were thinking. Yeah. Don't ruin my narrative. He killed a goat with a laser. Well, says, it says here on the internet it was a laser. With his eye lasers and mind bullets. <laughs> Barbaric! He, a laser. he might have something that he sees as even better. Right. Right. Maybe he uh, got directed ads on his Facebook feed. I, I, the only reason I even brought that up is there was an article in Because he was emailing a friend. I'd like to know elaborate ways to kill goats, and all of a sudden the ads popped up. There's an article, I think, in the New York Times last week about um, various religions where they sacrifice animals and making it a law that you have to use the stun gun before you S their TH. Um, I appreciate the delicacy. Because currently some people still do it the old timey way, and they, and, but they're, they're arguing, look, that's completely painless. I mean, it's gr- it looks gruesome, seems gruesome, but it's completely painless, but so they're passing a law that you have to use the stun gun first or whatever. Okay. Anthony Scaramucci lasted on Celebrity Big Brother about as long as he lasted in the White House. Oh, really? <laughs> He's already out? He's out! Oh, man. So who's left? Tom Green, Lolo Jones. Lindsay Lohan's drunk mom. <laughs> right. Joey Lawrence of Blossom fame. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, won't, I won't even dignify this with further discussion. I you just brought to it mention up. it. I just wanted to mention it. I have unleashed the genie. And a family got kicked off of an American Airlines flight for stinking. Uh, an entire family, boy, uh, headed from Miami to Detroit after team members were concerned about the comfort of our other passengers due to the odor. Our team members took care of the family and provided hotel accommodations and meals. Hotels with shower accommodation. They provide hotel and meals if they kick you off for stinking? Why? PR. It's got to be, because that's stupid. Didn't want to make an enemy. Show up on the plane, not disgusting. I don't know. It might be different with celebrities, but I know in old like survival Survivor episode or seasons with civilians, they would keep them quarantined so there wouldn't be leaks, right? So if you get kicked off the show and then people see you at the grocery store, they know that you didn't win. So there was some sort of protecting the, okay. the, the surprise things. I don't know if that's tied to this or not. Uh, oh, oh, all right. We've moved on to an airline story. Oh, But I that's am. an excellent review of the previous story. I completely missed that. Yeah, I, I apologize. I suggest you listen Tell to the podcast. So listen to the podcast and realize how absurd you just sounded. On my honeymoon, we were on a flight, and a guy got, the, the flight was delayed because they, <sighs> they kicked a the guy off because he had mm. puked, puked his pants. 
Did they give him a hotel room and meals so he could clean himself up? And Doesn't say. They just thought, here's a PR liability. We're going to handle it with kid gloves. Wow. Um, said the father of the family, there are people on the plane. Oh, the, the crew said, there are people on the plane complaining, yeah, B.O. Yeah. Our crew members smelled it and our pilot smelled it. And the pilot says, we can't let you fly in this pain oh, plane because the B.O. is too bad. That's disgusting. Take a shower. That's gross. gross. Final thoughts with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Never, never before have so many, have so few, or so many. done so little so for many. no one in particular. Mm-hmm. All day long, the Armstrong and Getty Show. There you go. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Marshall Phillips, final thought. Well, I got to tell you, what a flashback. Roger Stone doing the two-handed Nixon victory finger wag complete with the lean back. It was beautiful. <laughs> It was amazing. Michelangelo, final thought. There's a great new podcast, Armstrong Getty, One More Thing podcast, available on the iHeart app or at your local Tower Records. Yeah, right then. Positive Sean, do you have a uh, final thought for us? Yeah, at the Cinemaplex this weekend, mostly uh, unexciting stuff, but this kind of uh, movie flying a little under the radar, Stan and Ollie, starring John C. Riley and Steve Coogan, about the Laurel and Hardy uh, comedy team from the 50s. This looks great. Yeah, I read the review of that the other day. It it does sound really fantastic. Laurel and Hardy were like the 20s and 30s, right? Yeah. Way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, do you have a final thought? I do. I would like to nail down whether or not it's... Uh, political theater, or it's normal for the FBI to show up with all those people in guns and hats and vests and all that sort of stuff to arrest a white-collar criminal, as opposed to just call him on the phone and say you have to appear in court. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd like to get a sense of yeah. that. Although you have uh, alleged experts claiming polar opposites yeah. on cable news, which tells you something about cable news. Uh, my final thought is that I remain, as of this moment, unindicted. I, should that change, I will uh, I will update everybody immediately. I have told the truth that every federal investigator has asked me anything my entire life, as far as I remember, and I don't remember. You have to concede Trump surrounded himself with some colorful characters. Oh, yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Keeps life interesting, doesn't sure. it? So many people thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com for all the clicks we've mentioned. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Valerie, oh, yeah. and from the planning, Miss Donna Mel. Uh, no, oh, I was that. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. Armstrong and Getty.